Well, if that doesn't put you in the mood for Christmas, I don't know what will. So I think we can give a round of applause for that and for all of those who are participating tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course, we are all in the mood for Christmas, and we can't wait to get to our celebrations this evening or whenever they might be. But you know, not everyone is in that kind of a mood. There are those who are just so tired of the whole thing, and especially the the hoopla and the the busyness and and the frantic schedules and the commercialism that they've just given up, and they're not going to do Christmas this year. I know of one guy... Uh, Not to mention any names, but one guy, he decided that he just wasn't going to participate this year. No Christmas. And especially, he was not going to send Christmas cards. Now, Christmas cards, that is a tradition in many families. Even with the electronic age, a lot of people will still do that. But he decided not going to do it. And he felt really good about his decision for about the first 10 days of December. But then, of course, what happens? Everybody else sends Christmas cards, don't they? Friends and and neighbors and family members from, from all over the country and even the world. And so he began to get all of these messages. And he started to feel a little bit guilty that he wasn't sending any. And so he couldn't take it any longer. And about four days before Christmas, he runs out to the drugstore and he finds that there is one box left of Christmas cards. And he scoops it up and he buys it and he gets the, the amount of stamps necessary. And that evening, he frantically addresses all of those cards and signs them. 49 out of the 50 cards in the box. Now he gets to the last one and he's, he's gone through his list, so he just flips that last card up there on the mantle. And then he rushes to the post office and he mails the entire lot. What a relief. (laughs) He finally got them all done. Now the next day he was feeling really good about himself that he had done this good thing. He was in the Christmas spirit. But then he remembered that he hadn't actually read the card. And he didn't really know what it said. He had signed all these cards and he had mailed them all. And so he went and he saw the one there on the mantle, picked it up. It was just a simple note. It said, a cheery note to make your day. A gift from us is on the way. Oops. So, what would be the perfect gift for you this Christmas? What would be on its way to make that Christmas complete? Now, I would guess that most of us probably don't need a new tie or another pair of underwear or socks, although those come in handy to be sure. And and even for our kids, even though they might want the newest gadget or toy or game, it's not really something that they need, even for us adults. We might have our eye on some shiny bracelet or or watch or, or whatever it might be, but we think to ourselves, we really don't need it. Even even the the next generation, the biggest, the fanciest, the smartest TV, even though it would look great over my fireplace mantle, I really don't need it because, well, the old one still works pretty well. 
But what do you really need this Christmas? I got a Christmas card a few years ago, and you've probably seen this one as well. It's, it's made the rounds. I think it, it really nails what it is and where our focus ought to be, the thing that we need the most for Christmas. And it went something like this. It said that if our greatest need was for more information, God would have, would have sent an educator. If, if our greatest need was for technology, then God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need was for pleasure, then God would have sent an entertainer. And if our greatest need was for money, God would have sent an economist. But God didn't send any of those. Because our greatest need is for forgiveness. And so God sent his only son, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. And we heard it earlier in our scripture reading, the word from the angels, fear not. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So truly, if you could have anything at all that you would want or need, what would be the perfect gift? Now I know a lot of you, members of our congregation, friends and family, spent a lot of years with all of you, and I know that for a lot of you, what you really, really need this Christmas is forgiveness. Because there is a hurting person. A lot of you have a conflict with someone that you just have been wrestling with for for months and weeks, maybe even years. And there's nothing more that you need than to have that relationship restored. A lot of us just need to forgive ourselves for for the mistakes that we have made in our life, for the direction that we have turned. Is that what it is for you? That forgiveness? Or maybe a new heart, and I'm not talking about a physical one, a a heart transplant, although I know some of you could use physically a heart or new lungs, a knee or or, or a shoulder. For some of us, just a complete body overhaul would be a good thing because it's kind of worn out. But how about a, a new set of values or an attitude where we don't think of ourselves first, but of others, and how we might serve them. Peace on earth, that's always the universal wish for everyone. We, we sing it in our hymns, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, people, those upon whom God's favor rests. But, but not just peace in the world, what about peace in here? What about a lack of conflict with others? Or even the struggles that we have with God. And don't we all have those? We wonder, especially at Christmas, especially when we've had a loss of any kind, God, what are you doing? When are you going to restore? When are you going to fill that hole in my heart? Maybe it's healing from a loss or from a death. At Christmas, we miss our loved ones so terribly much. And we wonder how God could have taken them from us. Or maybe, maybe it's just for someone to be with us. Truly, 
with us. I don't know if there's a person in this room who hasn't had a time when they did not feel alone and just needed someone there to hold our hand or to be there to make it better. What would be the perfect gift for you? Well, there was, a, there was a woman, it was a Christmas Eve, kind of like this one. Early in the afternoon, she was getting her family ready for the Christmas Eve service that was about to come that evening. And she noticed that as she got out her pair of shoes that she was going to wear that evening, it was a little bit scuffed. And so her eight-year-old was running around the house. You know how eight-year-olds are, especially on Christmas Eve, all filled with energy. So she got him and she said, hey, why don't you take this pair of shoes, go out back on the porch, and I'll, I'll give you some shoe polish and, and an old newspaper, and see if you can polish them up, make them really shine. And, and try not to make too much of a mess, all right? So eight-year-olds, especially on Christmas Eve, being willing to please, the boy goes right out, and he begins shining those shoes. And it isn't too long, he returns, and there they are, and the mother is so impressed. She gives him a hug and she says, thank you. And then she gets out her pocketbook and she hands him a quarter as well because he had done such a good job. Well, of course, the evening comes around. It's time to get ready for the service. And the mother is putting on her shoes. But as she puts her foot into the first one, she notices that there's something there in the bottom. And she pulls it out and it's a quarter the very one that she had given to her son, and it was wrapped in some notebook paper with a little childish scrawl that said, I'd done it out of love. Isn't that the perfect gift? You see, the perfect gift reveals the character of the giver. And it's something that the person who receives it truly needs. You see, when God looked down at this sinful, scarred, hurting, painful world of ours, he saw that we didn't need an educator or a scientist. We didn't need an entertainer, certainly not an economist. What we really needed was a savior. And so he sent his son as a tiny baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying there in a manger. A baby who would grow up to become a man. To die on a cross, to pay the price. So that you and I could be forgiven of all of our sins. And isn't that what we need the most? To have our sins forgiven in our relationship restored first with God, but also with others. In the ability to forgive, no matter what it is that someone has done to us, and yes, even to forgive ourselves for what we might have done to others. And in that forgiveness then, we get a new heart. A heart that, that beats for others as well as for ourselves. And truly appreciates that the, the greater gift is to, to give rather than to receive. 
And with that new heart, we, we receive peace regardless of the circumstances. It doesn't matter what happens to us in this world. We know that we have a God who loves us. And in that God, we have healing of all the hurts. And we have eyes for a better tomorrow. And we know that he is indeed Emmanuel. He is God with us for this life and for all of eternity. So why did God do it? Well, he done it out of love, didn't he? His character is love itself. And that's truly what we celebrate here at Christmas. The greatest gift, the perfect gift. The one where tomorrow we wake up and we unwrap it and we say that is exactly what I needed. The Christ child given to you once again this year. And the best thing is you get to share as well. Amen. Let's all rise and make our profession of